That's it. That's it. Again. Another one, dude. Episode one. This is the first official one. Episode one of Ridge to Ridge Outdoors. Ridge to Ridge Outdoors. That's her name. That's uh, it. You came up with it. What, what's the story behind it? Oh, man. You know, I just... Uh, <laughs> honestly, man, I just started running names down on a piece of paper. Yeah. And then doing a little back check on them. Yeah. You know? Just it's, getting online to see if it was out there. Who thought it would be so hard to find a name, man? It's crazy. It's tough. It, well, everyone claims them, and then they, yeah, and then don't, do, they, and they, they don't do anything They don't do them. anything with them. So half the time, yeah, there's nothing on them. Yeah, they're just literally just parking them. That's it. They get them, they park them, they'll do a Facebook or a Instagram, social media, or whatever, but they just don't touch them. They don't touch them. If you look at what they do post, it's three years ago. Yeah. And you go, exactly. man, you're holding that name up. Yeah, good name. Yeah. But, Ridge to Ridge. Sounds like our Utah hunt, man. Ridge to Ridge. That's exactly what our Utah <laughs> hunt was, man. That, you know what it is, man? That's exactly what San Diego is all about, too. Yeah. Ridge to Ridge. You're either climbing ridges, dropping down ridges, mm-hmm. or glassing ridges. Yep. Literally. You have to go far and wide. Yep. Name of the game, dude. Yep. Name of the game. But uh, for those of you who are listening to the audio-only version, I'm Patrick and... I'm Brandon. Yeah, so there you go. Um, you guys can find us on Podbean, uh, iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Just got to get that out there, some housekeeping stuff. So, yeah, it's all up. It's all up and running. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, episode one, what were you talking about? Man, I think we need to dive right into uh, this past weekend, out bow hunting. All right, dude, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. Was it? Yeah, it was It was hard for me, man. It was a gut wrench. Yeah, it was... It was is there's a pun in there yeah we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> but um it's not funny but it's not funny it's a, it was a tough weekend for me um dude we ended up going to our spot that we've hunted a couple times and let me just preface this with i'm a new hunter you you know that right you know i haven't been hunting for as long nearly as long as you have or right. or anyone else in our, our our hunting group like i only got interested in hunting last year yeah. And that's when I picked up a bow. I was like, "This, I can see myself using this out in the field to go and take an animal. Yeah. And before that, I've been shooting guns for a long time. So, right. Uh, I had no interest in, in hunting, you know, even as a firearms enthusiast. So, right. uh, but as soon as I picked up a bow, I was like, I'm, I'm hunting next year. And uh, next year is now. And we have have gone out like what maybe three times so far. I've I've gone out three times. So yeah, far with you've my gone bow. out three times yeah. with your bow. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm a pretty proficient archer. Absolutely. Yeah, like in terms of competing against the guys that we would usually shoot against, I was usually top top three. I would I would put my money on that you were going to be top three in animal league. Yeah. Or spot league top three for sure. Yeah, and just a little another backstory. We used to we used to shoot together every week. That's how I know Brandon is. Uh, we used to shoot together at the same shop that I used to work at, and um, and well, every week we would have a some sort of competition or something uh, with the people who were there. So, but uh, one of my favorites was Animal League, and that's when we would shoot at different yardages indoors at three D and two D paper targets of animals. So right. Um, 
but that was it was a really fun time and i i was always there dude i was always I every was time behind the camera and behind the bow dude. yeah doing both yeah and still beating people yeah well you got super proficient at it because on your breaks your lunch breaks and yeah. stuff you were out shooting every yeah. day yeah all my lunch breaks and even before work i would shoot a vegas style spot so i'd usually average about 289 um which is pretty good out that's, of, out that's of 300 yeah. extremely good with a non-target bow yeah i'm shooting a uh, matthews halon halon six so old old not older bow but you know it's not the newest thing it's not a triax yeah it's not a triax <laughs> it's not the halon 32 yeah. but yeah um it's not meant to be a target bow but i shoot it like a target bow right so. i mean it is extremely accurate i've seen it out to 80 yards yeah um but yeah that's kind of where i'm coming from uh so this is my third time out with the bow, third time actually hunting. Actually and hunting, yeah. Yeah, my first time out there uh, was, it was opening day, and I saw a couple does, but I didn't really get any shots on them. Right. I, didn't, I didn't get any anxiety when I was out there. I was just excited to, excited to be there and, and, you know, be in that hunting atmosphere. Right, And that's right. something that I've, I've never trained for is, or nothing you can't. It, it's not something that you can train for is getting yourself into the situation where you will possibly harvest an animal yeah um you, you just can't do that there's no practice for that right. um and then that was opening day uh fast forward to about a month ago i think that was my first time actually getting uh the opportunity to shoot a buck right and uh, what had happened was I, I missed out on my opportunity. I wasn't set up properly, and the buck kind of just walked up on us. He was about 10 yards, and I was hunting with John at the time, and he was looking at over my shoulder to try to stretch and everything like that, and he ends up seeing this this buck, a big forky, uh, for California. And by forky, I mean, you know... a a buck with forked horns right so, two by two yeah two by two for everybody else so you know pretty decent two by two for california and the area that we shoot but i was just not set up and i end up uh spooking the deer a little bit he he jumps and he runs you know a good five ten yards uh in the opposite direction and um john ends up taking the shot on him so right. that I've, i'm glad he took the shot on him but it was just one of those opportunities where I was like, I, I really, it really cemented into my mind what hunting is. It's about either taking the opportunity, having the opportunity, and and not seizing it, or just getting caught with your pants pants right. down. Yeah, it it happens. Yeah, it the, happens. but I feel as if, without a doubt, those opportunities that you have and you don't capitalize on them, whether that be situational, or like your own your own doings like you freeze up mm. or buck fever kicks in you learn more from that than you do being successful like if you were to have got the shot off to that deer mm -hmm. and clean kill whatever you put the deer down right what would you have learned from that that i'm tagged out and that's it yeah, i don't get, get to hunt feel, anymore right yeah you, you filled your tag yeah but this time you didn't get that opportunity no and i, I saw that i saw that deer get taken down by a good buddy of mine and a good buddy of ours mm -hmm. and uh and then it really sunk in what i messed up on and it was i don't know about you guys or i don't know about you brandon but i learn i learn a lot from negative uh experiences like you just said I, yeah it's when it when it happens i i it digs into my brain and i can i could relive every single second of that in my yeah. head yeah yeah and 
um, John ended up uh, pulling that deer away so I can still hunt that same blind. And I was just shaking. That was my first time with buck fever. I was shaking like I. It was cold. It was yeah, cold. I, it was. It was probably like fifty, like probably mid forties, low fifties. Um, but it was it was cold. But I was like, I've been colder. This was right after the Utah hunt, and I was like, I've been colder. Right. Um, and I was like, I just couldn't stop shaking. And I was like, Oh my gosh, dude, it's that adrenaline. And, right. Um, that that feeling of not taking that shot or not being set up to take that shot and also that 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 feeling of being in the presence of that animal dude it just hit me like a sack of bricks dude i was just oh my gosh i was feeling so much i was i was super emotional and it was a it was a it was a tough thing to feel but i had i, I was waiting in that same spot for about another 30 or 45 minutes and um another two by two walks up on the opposite side and I range him at 27 yards, which is a, it's an easy shot. Dude. Easy shot. Yeah. It's, it's X un- ring every yeah. time. Yeah. I can, I can hit a ping pong ball at that dude. That's yeah. easy. Um, but I'm at full draw and I had expected the, the deer to move like one or two more steps. But as soon as I got to full draw, he just boom, lasered on me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm busted. So I'm like, if I stay here for long enough, he'll take a step. Yeah. It ended up being a minute and 15 seconds on the video. It's not a good video, so I won't post it. But um, all I could see was like the top part of his neck and his head. So I was like... Pinned you the whole time. Yeah, the entire time. And I'm like, I haven't practiced the shot for one. For one. And two, like... I'm just rolling out of that experience with John killing his deer, then the buck fever, and then now all of a sudden I have another shot, and it's not the shot that I'm I want. It's not it's not the perfect broadside shot. Yeah. I end up trying to take that next shot on him, and I miss by what feels like a mile. As soon as as soon as I pull the trigger on my on my release, I knew it. I say, oh shoot, and it just missed him wide, and he just. He just busted out of there, and I didn't get another shot that day. So it, it listen, man, that just happens. Yeah, it it's ha- so much different shooting at live animals. Yep. And that's what I want to convey to the listeners. It's so much different when you're shooting at a big game animal or a small game animal. You know. Yeah. It, I mean, you torqued your bow. Yeah, I I probably did. Like you I never was... you never <laughs> torque your bow shooting at a 3D target. Yeah, never. You know, I mean, it's at least that much. Yeah, not enough you know? to miss him by a foot. Yeah, like at 27 yards. And you're hitting. I've seen it. You're hitting ping pong balls. Yeah, it's... you know, just one of those things, man. Yeah, it broke my heart, and I that one crushed me, man. I walked up that hill, and it was it it was it was tough. It was tough to feel that, and. You know, having my buddy be successful on a deer that I could have taken mm-hmm. and then having a shot at another deer and missing. Oh my gosh, it was the longest hike of my life. Well, not really. I mean, I, I felt longer hikes, but yeah. still, it was... Well, yeah, it, it you, was, were, you were just, you were replaying it over and yeah. over and over in your head. Over and over and over Right, again. and it, that's how it sinks in. And yeah. that's what makes it count. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes it meaningful to you. You know, and then you got home, and I'm sure you had those thoughts over and over and over. And yeah, I yeah. had bad dreams about it, man. Uh, well. I had bad dreams about it. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It, it happens. You know, you miss shots, whatever. Yeah, but the great thing is, I got the experience. 
Yeah. I got the experience to be able to be out there to feel buck fever twice. Yeah. In and, one shot. In, in, in one hunt. It was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. I, there, I walked out of there being like, there's no way you can practice it. No. There's literally no way. You know, you know, I hear guys say, oh, wind sprint, 50 yards, come back, do push-ups, grab your bow and shoot. You're just out of breath. Yeah. Like, that's not... No. That is not the same. That's but, not as uncontrollably shaking. Right. The the only way to... I mean, even with me, like, I still run into it, you yeah. know? But the more and more you have those encounters, the easier and easier it is to get comfortable with it, mm-hmm. per se. I mean, some guys will say it'll never go away, which I hope it doesn't. Because the second it goes away... I mean, You're not, losing a huge part of the hunting yeah, experience. That is, that is like adrenaline man that's just been pumped into your heart you know it's you just never feel your heart beat 150 107 and you're sitting there you know you're doing nothing and it's just going crazy in your heart so i'm glad you had those experiences yeah and then fast forward to fast forward again to this past weekend uh it Man, dude, I've, I I don't even like. I don't want to talk about it because it hurts so bad. You gotta but talk about I, it. I gotta talk about it because there's gonna be someone out there who's listening, yeah. whether they listen now or in the future, who can learn from the experience from or, a new hunter or have been through it. Oh yeah, or have been through it and say, hey, dude, just wipe it off. It it happens. Yeah. But uh, Brandon and I were in a blind together, and uh, we had plenty of opportunities. Um, well. We had an opportunity on a big two by two, big white as his ears. Yeah, which is uncharacteristic yeah, for where we shoot. A bit a big forky. He's probably as white as his ears and every bit of twelve or fourteen inches tall. Yeah, big forky. Big boy. Eye guards. Yep. Big, big mature buck. Big boy, and. Uh, I messed up again, dude. I tried to do uh, I tried to do video and I tried to shoot at the same time and of course I made a bunch of noise. Yeah, yeah. But it's a learning experience. I just want I just want to preference this real quick and say I'm facing north, Patrick is facing south. The deer comes out from behind me. So Patrick is in front of me and goes, Don't move, big buck. (laughs) And I'm looking at Patrick like well, dude, what's he doing? Like, is he feeding? Can I turn? What's he, you know? And finally, I think Patrick says he's feeding. So then I slowly turn and I see that it's a big fork. So I'm like, okay, grab your bow. (laughs) Patrick grabs his bow, pulls it up, tink, 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 bounces it off his tripod with his camera. And I'm like, oh God, then this buck just pins us right there. Go yeah, for it. and it was it was like ten yards. It was yeah. oh my gosh, I it was, I, I can't believe it was that close. I would say ten to twelve yards. He was. You would think that I, as as a new hunter, like I thought, you know, hey, animals are gonna be loud, you know, because humans are loud. You, right. You walk around and you hike, you're freaking loud. You can hear you can hear a person from a mile away, but these deer, dude, they're on tiny little feet, and they they just sneak up on you. And they walk through those yeah. oak leaves. <laughs> like, <laughs> And you could barely hear him. Yeah. You know? Barely. Um, but yeah, he uh, he ends up pinning us, and he's at 10 yards, and I'm like, oh my God, I just made a crazy amount of noise. 
and he ends up uh, he ends up busting out of there. Yeah, he blew off. Yeah, he blew off. That's on video. Yeah, I haven't. To tell you the truth, okay, this is this is what's going on. We we videoed that you know that hunt. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, but um, it's hit me. This experience was so emotional for me. I haven't even looked at the video since oh, that really? day. Yeah. I haven't even. Oh, it's man. still on that same camera, so I I've been watching that no, all dude, night, man. I, I don't I don't want to watch it because you gotta watch uh, it. Yeah, I gotta watch it. I'll watch it. You're gonna I'll have watch, to. I'll watch it when I edit it into this video. So the big two by two blows off, and you you reassure me, and you say, "Hey, he's gonna come back around." Right. He didn't wind us. Yeah. He pinned us, and the way that these deer work in this area is extremely weird. If they don't wind you, and I think it's. It happens everywhere, but in this area in particular, it happens every time. If they don't wind you and they just see you, yeah, they'll blow off, bound three or four times, and stop, look back. Yeah, that's just what they do, and uh, they'll eventually come right back. Mm-hmm. And I assured you, hey man, he's coming back. Yeah, and like clockwork, about ten or fifteen minutes later, um, we don't see that same deer. At first, we see a. Uh, what looks like the spike buck from, uh, what was that? The previous. Previous hunt, yeah. Yeah. It was a previous hunt. Um, and I'm like, dude, it's the same spike, but it wasn't. It was a, it was a little, little two by I two. I told you, I was like, it's not a spike. Yeah. Small forky. Yeah, it was a little two by two, and yeah. I got excited. Yeah, your heart started fluttering. Yeah, yeah, started fluttering buck fever. Yeah. And then, um, dude, I, I grabbed my bow and I tried to get ready, and... He, he sees us again. He pinned us. He pinned us again. A different buck. A different buck pinned us because yeah. I was too noisy. Yeah, all well, happens. Dude. Yeah, I just gotta. Oh my gosh, dude, it's so embarrassing. To it's talk not about. embarrassing. It's embar- I'm embarrassed, man. Patrick, it's not embarrassing. Yeah, this is what everyone goes through, man. Yeah, it's, it's a learning experience. It just happens. Man. It. I mean, God. I, I mean, how can one tiny person be so noisy? It happens. The, these animals live and get as big as they are. Because they pick up on everything. Yeah. Everything. It doesn't matter. If it sounds out of the ordinary, they'd look at it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. That's how the you get these deer that are six, seven years old because they're smart. Mm-hmm. And they pay attention to their surroundings. So when you make a noise, of course they're going to look. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, it happens. Even your jacket rubbing together. Yeah. They'll look at that. You know, if the forest is quiet... I mean, because sometimes the forest is extremely quiet, you know? When the sun's coming up, the forest is loud. Yeah. Birds are flying around. Crows are squawking. Acorns are falling. Acorn, everything's them. dropping, you know? Like, it's loud. But there's times when you're in there that it is extremely quiet. Mm-hmm. So when you when they would hear someone walking, they'll they'll look right at it. Yeah. You know? Clothes moving, they'll, they'll look right at it. Mm-hmm. You know? But you can't be embarrassed of it. You yeah. can't. It's just part of learning. Um, let me think. My my memory is a little foggy on this one because I remember drawing on on one of them and having to let down. So I what happened? I remember it was it was right when the Forky came out, the yeah. smaller Forky came yeah. out, and he went he pinned us, but you had your bow, and then he pinned us for like a minute, mm-hmm. and then he started feeding, and I was already on the camera. Yeah, because I grabbed your camera. I said I'll get the camera. Yeah, because I wanted you to kill the deer. I was just, that was my goal for you to get a deer. I was like, we're getting Patrick a deer, you know? So I grabbed your camera, I put it in front of me, and I was filming, and he pinned us. He drops down to feed, and I say, draw your bow. Yep. And then as you drew your bow, he pinned us back, and and then he actually blew off too. So he bounded off. Yep. 
and then they disappeared. But then the forky came back, the smaller forky mm-hmm. came back, and then the bigger butt came out with them. Yeah, right behind him. Right behind him. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, you ended up ranging him at what, 30-something yards? 30, 37. 37 yards, also a chip shot. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. And I knew uh, this was my opportunity, and I'm, I was, oh gosh, dude. To look back on how naive I was, I was, I was like, I'm gonna nail it. I'm gonna <laughs> nail it. So, at this point, I've had my up and downs of like, you know, physically going from the ground to standing while drawn, you know, and getting ready in the shooting position. So I was like, dude, that was my warm up. This is the real thing. It's right. It's gonna happen. So, of course, there's the big buck and the small buck. And I I wanted the big one, but uh, being California and being as new as I, I, I am, I said, I'm going to take whatever shot is best. Right. And that big buck ended up walking the other way. And he, he Didn't he turn? He turned. Yeah, he turned around. And started on the hoof moving, and I beeped him. Yep. Me. Burp. Yeah. Yeah. Burp. yeah. And he, and yeah. he sped up, and I'm like, oh, God. Man, I'm like, nah, did it again. It's yeah. funny. And then it's on video. <laughs> yeah, it's and then I and then I actually was I don't know what I was thinking, but it's on video, you guys will see it. Doesn't happen, the buck doesn't stop, but then I hear Yeah. Smack. So what had happened was that big buck ended up getting out of my shooting lane, and I was like, Well, I guess I'm taking the smaller one. No big deal. Hey man, had him in my sights, dude. It was it was easy. I I knew I couldn't miss. Right. I couldn't miss this animal. Right. Because I drew perfect. It felt like I was in the range. It felt like I was on the range. I ended up drawing and pulling on him. Perfect release. Perfect follow through. Watch that arrow hit exactly where I was aiming. Which you know it it felt it felt good. It looked good, it, dude. In my mind's eye, I I was stoked. I was like, yes, I have this deer. Right. And he made this sound, dude. It was like. Slam, dude, and he, he made this like, oh, it was, it sounded perfect. Sounded good. It sounded good, dude. Sounded good. But we end up waiting there because I want Brandon to get the bigger buck. So I'm like, let me transition. Can't, Brandon, give me the camera and then get your bow. Yeah. And uh, we end up seeing a couple more, couple more bucks. Yeah. And uh, at a certain point, uh, we just didn't have any shots, and then you decide to, uh, you say, "Hey, let's go, let's go track down your deer." Right. So, so that's what we ended up doing. We ended up packing up, leaving our stuff, and then we try to go track down this deer. Yeah. And um, it was uh, it was discouraging. It was discouraging with what we saw. Well, with probably what you saw, but well, I was just excited to see blood and to find right. my arrow. I was like, yeah. dude, my arrow's got a you, bunch of blood on it. It cleaned past through. Yeah. You, you found it right away. Yeah. And, you know. But there wasn't a lot of blood. Well, it was, and I didn't want to be the naysayer because yeah. you never know like how, because I didn't actually see the impact. Mm-hmm. I saw what I saw through the camera, which I thought you were going to shoot the big two by two. Yeah. So that's why I was on the two by two trying to get him to stop so we yeah. can get it on camera. Well, as I was on him, you would shot the smaller one. So we didn't even have an actual impact shot on the smaller two by two. Yeah. So I didn't even see it. So I was just going off of what you told me. And when we walked up to the arrow, I wasn't going to be the one to yeah. say it. But I'm, I, I'm glad you, uh, I'm you, glad it played out the way it did. Yeah. Cause I, 
I knew right away looking at the arrow wasn't, it was, I didn't know at the time looking at the aerial arrow that the deer was quartering to us. Yeah. Right. I thought it was completely broadside and I did. And instantly I went, Oh, you got shot this thing. Yeah. Like in my head. Yeah. I was thinking you got shot. it. You I know? was, I was aiming on this deer as if it was, as, as if it were a perfect broadside. Right. Yeah, I was aiming at the crease, but he was quartering he, he to was us quartering so much. To us, and that's just my inexperience. And I ended up, I ended up to, to say it, I gut shot this deer, and uh, the blood trail was like imagine if you cut your hand, like that's how much blood there was, and it started getting thinner and thinner the further we got. It did. At, at, at a certain point, probably like 25 yards away from our initial, the spot where that buck was, where right. I, when I took the shot, there was, we lost the trail. Right. We lost it. We lost it. Well, when I, when we found the arrow, yeah, I instantly looked at it and saw that it wasn't a dark red. It wasn't a lung, it wasn't a lung arrow, mm-hmm. right? It was extremely pink. Yeah. It was light. Know? It was extremely light, and for the first twenty or twenty-five yards, I mean, you you hit him with a hypodermic, yeah, a rage hypodermic, and I had never not seen a rage hypodermic a hypodermic leave a blood trail like a murder scene. I mean, it, it's just what it, it's what it does. Yeah, it widens up to two right. inches. Yeah, and and I saw drops at the impact area, like it was just drops of blood for twenty-five yards, like small. Yeah small individual drops and then after 25 we lost it for 50 yards yeah. and i knew the general area of where the deer ran because after you hit it i watched it run off so then we went down that way on the same trail and we lost it for 15 yards or uh, 50 yards and then uh yeah 50 yards yeah we lost the blood crazy a crazy long distance and then we finally found a small pin drop like if you took a ballpoint pin and dotted on a piece of paper yeah like that was, that was it. it and we went in every direction from there so we marked that location and we literally went on every game trail that split off from there and uh it was it was nice i was on my hands and knees you were on your hands and knees we yeah. were looking for blood we looked for this thing uh we just we couldn't find it yeah we just couldn't find it and then eventually i i came to it because I didn't want to tell you, hey man, this is the deal. And then I would just say, oh, let's just talk to him about it. So I, yeah. I started asking you questions like, how was this deer standing? Yeah. And then you told me he was quartering to us at a steep angle. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a clean quarter two. It was, yeah. it was borderline facing us almost, yeah. it, you know, and it happens. It's inexperienced. And, and the rest of that day or the rest of that morning, you know, I felt extremely horrible for you, you know, because I've had that happen to me back east, and it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. It is. It, it was, uh, it, the feeling started to sink in when, uh, when we lost that, when we lost that trail for 50 yards and then found that little pinpoint mm-hmm. pin drop. It was like, God, dude, this thing's, yeah, this is it. I lost it. Yeah. And we tried so hard, dude. It was, oh my God. It's just, it was vein blood at first, Mm -hmm. like surface vein blood. Yeah. You know, like you said, as if you cut your hand, but it plugged so fast. Yeah. 
they're just plugged up and it's it's just it's gut-wrenching for sure a lot of people have done this and it's not intentional and i know you didn't do it intentionally i mean you were so excited after the shot like you were i was so excited (laughs) for you it sounded good it it was gosh man i thought for sure it was your 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 first deer, man. Yeah, I thought it was too, man. I legitimately, I was stoked. There's no way to put it. I was stoked. I've never been so excited in my life. Yeah, you were, you were then, jumping out of your skin, man. Yeah, and then to go from that, that excitement, and then 45 minutes later to like an hour and 15, 20 minutes later to being kicked in the nuts. Like, I harmed this animal and we can't we can't finish it right we're, we're we're hurting this thing well i hurt this animal and you know what i wanted to do was be an ethical hunter i wanted to you right. know, be humane with this animal and i just gut shot it right it's one of the worst things you can do in hunting is to lose an animal that you've taken a shot on and hit yeah and it's just oh my gosh we even talked about it in the other podcast the the week before we yeah. went out yeah and how I didn't want to shoot anymore yeah because I was worried about gut shooting a deer it, it's it's a reality that hunters have to face yeah it is it's always a possibility Patrick there's there's you can practice and practice and practice but things like this happen it happens it's not it's just, uh, it's one of those things, man. But yeah, it happens to everyone, but you don't think it's going to happen to you. That's, and it happened to me, dude. I was like, we just talked about it. It, it, listen, it, it's just one of those things, Patrick, where it still happens to guys that have been hunting for 30 years. Yeah. You know, you just can't beat yourself up. And you were yeah. really down that day. I was, dude. It like ruined, it ruined, and rightfully so. It ruined like the atmosphere of the hunt because yeah. it wasn't a fun time anymore. Because I mean, I knew what happened. Yeah, you knew what happened. So then we went to try to find John and his blind, and he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And then we said, "I'll oh, screw it. Let's go back up to camp." Because you know, I wasn't gonna say, "Oh, well, let's go sit down and try to hunt some more." You know, yeah. I didn't want to. You weren't in. A, you were already checked out. Like, yeah. It was time to go back to camp. Yeah, it's it was tough, man. Thank you, thank you for helping me out, dude. Well, yeah, I, I've I mean, said it before, but thank you, man. Thank yeah, you for no, helping. No me. problem, man. It, it is what it is. I mean, you, yeah. you you can only practice so much. I mean, things yeah. like that, dude, are gonna happen. Yeah, they are. And I know I keep saying it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You can do everything you can to make sure it doesn't happen, but dude, the wind blows the wrong way. You know, I mean, we're shooting pieces of carbon fiber through the air, yeah. you know, that it, it is what it is, man. Yeah, it is. And uh, for those of you who aren't hunters um, and don't know what a broadside shot is or a quartering shot, um, essentially, if you think of your deer as just a paper target, a broadside would be you looking at the face of that eight and a half by 11 piece of paper just looking straight on um but when you're in real life when you're in nature and you're not on a range you're not going to be shooting at something that's perfectly um 
set up for you. So instead of being, I'm gonna grab a piece of paper. So I'm gonna show you on the camera, but for those of you who are listening to the audio, just imagine a piece of paper in front of you and you're holding it in both hands. That would be a perfect broadside shot. All you have to do is hit that piece of paper. But as soon as that animal starts moving, whether it's quartering towards you or quartering away, uh, or moving left and right, um, you essentially, your area of success, the area that you can actually hit on that piece of paper gets thinner until eventually when you're looking, eventually you're looking directly down the edge of that piece of paper. Right, which would be, you're either looking straight at it. Yep its face or you're looking straight at its rear end yeah if it were an animal yeah um but the thinner that shooting surface becomes the harder it is to get something uh get an ethical shot get it get a kill shot at 100 percent right. success i'm not going to say that it's impossible when it when you're shooting that you can split a you know an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper lengthwise it, Annie Oakley did it, you know, a bunch of trick shooters do it when they split playing cards, but essentially that's what happened was I wasn't prepared for a shot where that animal wasn't completely 90 degrees to me. Right. He was almost looking directly at me, but I was shooting in the same spot as if I were shooting at a broadside right. animal, and right. that's what got me. Yep. Uh, you just missed the lungs. Yeah, I missed the lungs. I missed all the good stuff. I still yeah. hit the animal, but I didn't get in that eight and a half by eleven piece of paper area that where the vitals live and where your heart and lungs are. Where hey, if you if you cut anything on there, the animal's gonna the animal's gonna expire. Right, it'll bleed out. Yeah, bleed out. Uh, but it just didn't happen. I just wasn't prepared. I wasn't. I didn't know in my head how significant right. that was. You know right, what I mean? Right. What I had been training for is on a foam 3D animal. Right. You know, perfect broadside shot. You just follow the leg up to the crease, and then you just shoot right there when the, you know that crease meets the the body cavity. And oh, what a foolish mistake, man! It's learning oh, curve. And I wish. See, I kind of put blame on me because I wish I wouldn't have been so focused on that bigger deer. Yeah. Because I was 100% focused on that deer. Yeah. And if I would have been panned out, focused on that little deer, or or both of them, mm-hmm. I would have had the first thing. I mean, I would have told you. Yeah. Because y'all would have seen me draw. Yep. And I just saw it have been quartering to us, and I just said, "Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Don't shoot!" Yeah. You know, he's gonna move. Whatever it is, you know, we would have. It probably would have been a success at that point. Because yeah. if you wouldn't have shot. That deer, he didn't blow out. Nope. He dropped his head to feed. Yep. You know, he pinned you. You drew back or whatever, you know. He dropped his head, you drew back and whatever, however it went down because I wasn't watching. Yeah. Eventually, he would have took a step. He'd either blown out or took a step. Mm-hmm. And at that step, he probably would have A, either came towards us or B, went sideways, you had a better shot. Yeah. You know, and at that point, it would have been a success. But that, I blame that on me. And I haven't told you that, but that's the reality of it. I mean, I was there helping you out. And I, yeah. I completely lost focus of actually what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I was focused on the deer running away yeah. instead of the deer that was still there. Yeah. You know? It yeah. just that's, that's totally okay, dude. 
Yeah, I mean, I it's, when it's, when we realized what, or when I realized what happened, I I my heart sank an hour and a half before you even knew what happened because I figured it was a gut shot. Now anything could have happened. You could have nicked him in the liver. Yeah, you know, it could have happened, and it, we could have found him piled up 150 yards away. Yeah, you know, but that's not what happened. No, it wasn't. You know, so there was there was some. I fell down to. You know, I, I wanted to sit back down, but at the same time I was, I was like, man, you know, what we should have done is swapped. You should have stayed down there and then, or when we got up to camp, John should have gone back down with you. And then I should have just chilled out with, uh, with the other guy who was camping. Yeah. I just, it is what it is, man. It is what it It is. is. There's nothing. I just felt down for you too. Yeah. I actually honestly just wanted to. When it was all said and done and we got back to camp, I, it all sank in. I know we were trying to make light out of it and try to cheer you yeah. up, but th- that's just something you got to deal with yeah. within, you know, and stuff like that makes or breaks hunters, man. Sometimes yeah. people do that and go, no, I don't want everyone to do that again. Yeah. You know? I was, it was a legitimate thought that crossed my mind was, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And I was like, dude, that's dumb. That's dumb. Yeah. Because there's so much more to enjoy. Of right. course there's, of course there's going to be, you know. A bad bite every once in a while. Yeah, but there's some great meals to be had. And Absolutely, and and listen, that deer didn't go to waste. No, by no means. He, no way. He got munched. Yep. Coyotes, coyotes or lions got him. Lion. Yep. I mean, they're they're eating good. It's mm-hmm. not like that deer went to waste. Did his life in prematurely. Who knows, man? I mean, California is notorious for lion kills. I mean, lions are uncontrolled in California, mm-hmm. you know? So th- they munch a deer a week. Yeah. So uh, you're a predator. Yeah. You're a forward-facing, you know, like you're, you look forward. The, the eyes are in the front of your head. Yeah. Like you're a predator. And, and deer get away from predators, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, deer get away from lions. A deer got away from you. Yeah. You know, it happens. And if you're going to be a, a predator, you... You got to understand that that stuff does happen, you know? I mean, I know tons of guys that this has happened to. You're not the only one. Like I said, I've had it happen to me. My whole family back east, each one of them has had it happen, you know? My uncle shot a 10-point whitetail out there, so they don't they don't go 4x4 four four or 5x5. Five five. They, they call them by the points. Mm-hmm. It ended up being a 10-point, real nice buck. He got shot that thing. He thought he watched it accordion. And what I mean by accordion, he was broadside and he shot it, boom, and that buck just accordioned up. Like, oh, that hurt. Yeah. You know? And uh, he hopped away. And my uncle was sitting there telling me on the phone, because he had, he had smoked it out of his stand, he called me. It was like 9 o'clock our time, 1 o'clock their time, whatever it was. It was like last November, I think. And he had told me, man, I just smoked this booner. You know? Was, yeah. Big old buck. And he was telling me, and then... He got out of his tree stand. They couldn't find that thing. The neighbor, down the draw, like four or five days later, was out walking his dog, and this thing was piled up. They, they, that deer plugged up. They lost the blood. They hired a dog to go out and run the blood trail to try to find this deer. Right? Paid like four hundred dollars for this dude to roll up with a dog mm-hmm. to get on the blood trail. You know, and that deer plugged up, went in a big circle, right, and ended up. Came back behind. Anyways, long story short, the neighbor ended up finding that deer. All wadded up. Yeah. Dead. But it happens. You know? 
It does. It does happen. It happens. And what, so what's wrong with hunters today, or at least how hunting is portrayed, is they only show the good stuff. They show huge animals. They romanticize this big trophy animal, whether it's, you know, a forked animal or, you know, uh, or a horned animal or not. They romanticize, romanticize this idea of a trophy. Yeah. And you only you only see the trophy shots. You don't see the you don't see the the guy who's struggling, um, and you know hits a gut shot or misses completely. Oh yeah, because that's not it's not entertaining. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's too real. Yeah, you know, a lot like if you watch the Outdoor Channel or the Sportsman's yeah. Channel, and you get into some of these shows that are long range hunting shows, and it's like third season of elk hunting in Colorado where these guys will go out and they'll have these 300 ultra mags and they got these night force scopes on them and they're shooting elk at 800 yards, right? Mm-hmm. They show the shot that hits the elk. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they can't hit an elk the first shot because I'll go to the range and I'll plank 800 yards, no problem, hit the steel target, you know, a two MOA target mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But... I always wonder to myself, in real life conditions, in the mountains, crossing draws, like shooting across draws where there's upwinds and downwinds, like drafts, you know, yeah. updrafts and downdrafts, how often do they miss? I, you, we'll yeah, never you know. will never know. It'll all be edited out. The power of making movies. Right. Man. The power of editing. That's it. And how many times do they pay these TV shows? With, with million dollar budgets, do they pay to go to these like Boone and Crockett ranches yeah. that just manage their herds, which is great, but they manage them for monsters. Yeah. And they take these long range shots and they gut shoot them. Mm-hmm. And then they completely cut it completely out. Like, yeah, they leave it on the cutting room floor. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, they probably go try to take care of it, you know, yeah. and go get it, but that you, wasn't the shot they wanted, so yeah. they go and they get another one. Yeah, you never see that episode. You'll never see it. You'll never see it. So, I mean, that's just where hunting is today. And we'll, we'll dive into that. Yeah, man. that's a whole That's a whole another topic. Yeah. Because I would love to dive into that. Yeah, that's a that's an episode in itself. Absolutely. We'll get a guest on for that one. Yeah. Because that, that, without a doubt, is an episode. Yeah. But the past year leading up to here and now, I've watched hundreds of hours of hunting videos. Yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah. I, I eat it up, man. I, you got to. I'd watch it and I was like, dude, this, it's going to be so easy. I practice, I practice, I practice. Right. I can hit a target. I can mm-hmm. do it. And I get out there and I I miss my opportunity with John. He takes that buck and then I get another opportunity minutes afterwards and I miss. And then third time, like they blow out, but they come back and then I end up gut shooting a deer, dude. And it kills me. But... I'll tell you the same thing. I'll tell you guys the same thing that I told, you know, the guys I was hunting with, you know, I guess it only goes up from here. It does. And I, for those of you who aren't uh, watching the video, I'm smiling, man. Like, I'm so stoked for it to get better. It will. It I just, will. it just sucks how there's so few days left, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> there, there's, hunting season is only a short period of time throughout yeah. the year. And, and guys like us, they they literally fantasize about hunting 
You know, like you're at work, you're bored, yeah. man, you're daydreaming about hunting. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're into. We're hunting, you know? And I, it's, it comes and goes so fast and you try to make the most of it. And some guys don't even get a hunt like we can hunt. Yeah. They don't. Some guys get a hunt one or two times a season, mm-hmm. you know? That's it. That's and that's it. And that's why, that's why I feel like kind of crap, dude, because I got caught up in, let's get you the biggest buck we can. Yeah. That's why I feel bad because what if that was your only opportunity to get out? Like, yeah. what if you were one of those guys that could only get out one time a season, mm-hmm. you know? And then I feel as if I blew it because I didn't speak up. Because all it would have took was for me to say, Patrick, don't shoot. Yeah. Like, that's my knowledge that I have to know that that's a bad shot. Patrick, don't shoot. Here you are. You're at full draw <laughs> yeah. standing there wanting to put an arrow in this thing. Yeah. And you're thinking everything's hunky-dory because you got you see the crease. Yeah. But that deer's borderline facing right at us. And all it would have took me was to say, don't shoot. Yeah. Or wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Don't that's shoot. It. But uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. I know, man. but I, I, that's why I feel so bad. You shouldn't feel bad. You, you shouldn't. Know? You shouldn't. Because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to the shooter to make an educated guess with what they know. Or not an educated guess, but to determine whether to shoot or not shoot, given their, their target. And, you know, it was just the fact that I was... I didn't practice enough situations. And I wasn't ready. And... I'm ready now. I'm ready for that particular situation now. Right, right. Like, the day after, the day after that hunt, um, I ended up taking out the 3D target, and I shot it from every single angle I possibly could, dude. Right. And I, I did I did a video on it, and uh, I'll probably roll some video in there, but you can see how different angles change your, your arrow approach into that animal, and if say if you're aiming for the body cavity of that animal you have to you have to know that there's a certain spot where you need to aim at that's totally unlike where you would typically aim at for a perfect broadside shot yeah and it's just one of those things that you don't know until somebody tells you or you do it in real life right and you know that's what this project is about is you know teaching people how to not make the same mistakes that we did to just chop off a little bit of that learning right. curve. It, it is. It, you know, this podcast, when we first started talking about it, it was to get the information out. I, to be completely honest, in the big scheme of things, like the, I'm relatively new to yeah. hunting. Like I've been hunting a while, but my I didn't grow up hunting. Yeah. Like I didn't, my family's back East, but my father was adopted. So I was growing, I grew up in Southern California, you know? So all of my family back East, my cousins and my uncle, they all, they all hunted their whole lives. So they have a, a lifetime of knowledge going into hunting season. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't pick up a bow until I was 20, 19 years old, mm-hmm. 20 years old. And that was back East using my grandpa's old bow. So I would take what I'd learned out there for 10 days a year when I'd go out there and I'd come back here and I would try to replicate it. But it's such a stark. Yeah, totally different. Like the difference is night and day day difference, man. Like you could not, they just, the deer do not behave the same. So you, it's so hard to pattern these deer 
Like outside of, oh, if these deer don't wind you in our area, they'll come back. Yeah. Like outside of that, good luck. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these deer, they just do their own thing. But the reason why we started this is to get that knowledge out there that we can have. But also with the guests that we bring in, I would like to get guys that have been, you know, hunting for 30 years. Yeah. You know, that can talk about this stuff. You know, I mean, if we were to sit down and talk to a guy, one in particular that I know, you know, how many deer have you got shot? Mm -hmm. And have him open up about it. Like that, that's good. Yeah. You know, to have that conversation. I would like to, I would like to hear that. We should. You because know? honestly, it's, it's one of the things that like, dude, I can, I can, I can totally see people lying about it. They're, oh dude, I've never got shot a deer and they, oh, yeah. they just freaking hide it. Well, yeah. Because, dude, it's, it, I'm, I'm ashamed that I got shot that deer. You know what I mean? It's good to talk about it. It is good to talk about it. It's, it's good. You know, you get it out there and you get, and get it off your chest. Yeah. It's, if you hold it in, it'll eat you up. Yeah. You know, but talking to other people that have done it and it had it happen to them. Yeah. It, you, you don't feel so alone. Yeah, definitely, you man. Know? Definitely. And it's something that's unique to hunting. It's something that, one, you're in a, you're in a situation where not a lot of people have experienced it. Like, what is the stat in California? 3% of, only 3% of the population. Oh, actually, less than 1%. That, what, yeah, wasn't it 0.03%? Yeah, point, yeah some, less than a percent of people in California hunt. Yeah. And imagine, you know, trying to share that experience with your everyday, you know, person at work or at school or wherever you're at or your family. Like, there's a big chance that they don't hunt if you're in California right. and they can't relate. And they don't understand. Yeah, they don't get it. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand, man. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't understand what it's like. You know, they'll, they'll go and buy meat and aren't against eating meat, mm-hmm. you know, but they've never been exposed to hunting. And then the only hunting they do see is the stuff on TV where they're shooting monsters. Yeah. You know, and the TV guys make it look so easy, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. I, I just wish everybody had the opportunity to get out there. Yeah. And experience it firsthand before yeah. they pass judgment. Mm-hmm. It's true. You and know. A lot, of, a lot of hunting, a lot about anything in life is about stewardship. To, oh, yeah. to show somebody who knows nothing about it why you're passionate about it. Right. So... I'll tell you right now that leading into that hunt where this happened, this incident happened, it's a very memorable experience from the start to finish. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, me and you went in late. Yep. We went to deer camp. We set up. You know, the other guys were already in camp. We hung out. It's, it's not about killing the deer. It's everything else. Yeah, it's the experience. It's, it's, it's the, experience. the com- camaraderie. It's the experience. It's right. actually being outdoors instead of just sitting cozy and comfortable in your house. In your house with a blanket. Yeah. You know? It, it all it all works out, man. It, it, I just don't want you to walk away from here going, oh, I'm a horrible person because no, this happened. De- yeah, definitely not. I'm, I mean, it hurts. It still hurts. But it's yeah. like, I'm still going to hunt. I'm still going to try to get out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe this weekend. Yeah, maybe this weekend. Maybe, dude. Maybe. There's only so much time. I know. And that's that's another thing we have to talk about is time management when we're hunting. That's another topic. Yeah, but. family life. Yeah. The, yeah, managing your family life. Like, I don't have kids. Yeah. But my wife, she works all week. Mm-hmm. And I work all week. So she wants to hang out with me or she wants <laughs> to do stuff. And it's hard to... It's balance. Man. It's a balance, man. Yeah. Like, 
I would love to say, oh yeah, man, I hunt Monday through Sunday night. You know, some weekends I can. Yeah. But others, I'm like, dude, I gotta be home at noon. Yeah. You know, on a Saturday. And what's tough is like, like you mentioned earlier, now that we're hunters, well, now that I'm a hunter, it's like I daydream about it day in and day out. Yeah. Every, t- every, whenever I'm at work, I'm like, shoot, dude, this weekend am right. I gonna hunt? Am I gonna hunt? What What happened last time I went hunting? It's like, right. oh my gosh. Yeah. And, you know. It's you want to know it's crazy how quickly you forget about the suck. Yeah. When it's 34 degrees and you've been sleeping in a bag that's only rated to 30 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Right? And and you've been freezing all night. You get up, you're frozen. Yeah. You, you get dressed, you're still frozen. You sit down where you're going, you're frozen. But yet you don't like we don't think about the suck only when you're in it. Only when you're in it, yep. You know, when you go home and you're warm and it's sunny, you know, and you got up at 8 o'clock in the morning the next day or 7.30, whatever, you get up your normal time and you're like, man, this is great. You know, I had a great time yesterday. But when you get up at 3.30 in the morning after sleeping on rocks. Yep, you skip breakfast and you hike. Yeah, and you hike. Yeah. And at the time, you're like, God, why do I do this, man? Yeah. This sucks, you know? Isn't that crazy how that happens? It's, cra- it's insane. It doesn't it make is. any sense. But now that I've done it, I, I, I get you totally. Like, my day-to-day life is so easy. It's easy to hammer out a couple miles oh, yeah. to get fit. Yeah. It's easy to skip meals because you keep your eye on what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And you just think, hey, man, what do I got to do to keep going? Instead yeah. of, oh, man, my life sucks, this, that, yeah. the other thing. Dude, it all it's all perspective. Yeah. And the great thing about the outdoors, whether you're hunting or being outdoors, camping, you know, doing what you love, hiking, you know, fishing, you, you're out there and you're passionate about what you do. So you, everything else gets cast away. Your, yeah. un, your discomfort gets cast away. Yeah. And you know, it's just, it's a great part of what we do. Mother nature doesn't care. Yeah. No. Nope. It doesn't care how much money you have. doesn't care what you do for work. It doesn't care your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. When you're out there, you're on the level playing field. Yeah. You know, with the guy next to you, with everything. Yeah. It, it's it's amazing. It is. And uh, with that, I think that's good a spot as any to end. I think it is, man. Holy cow, dude. Episode one for the books. Yeah. Guys, yeah. If, if you have any stories of, you know, like a, an emotional story like I did, like I shared with you, please feel free to, to, to let us know and we would love to hear about it. Uh, and if you guys have any words of encouragement for me as a new hunter, please feel free to let me know. Dude, I could use it. Um, but other than that, make sure you check us out wherever you know we're available. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Podbean, iTunes. Oh my gosh, we're just trying to make it, trying to share the experience. Absolutely. I appreciate everyone for listening to uh, Ridge to Ridge Outdoors. I like it. Episode one. Episode one. High five. All right. (laughs) God dang, dude. That's it.